Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. It's the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Your daily download of X929 X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Offering affordable customization on your new home. It's Thursday, March 23rd, 2023. I'm Beckler. I'm Shauna. This is the Beckler and Shauna Pisscast. Can I do a quick shout out to start off the Pisscast? Please today, do. So I get a lot of my woodworking supplies at uh, Windsor Plywood. Yep. And there's several different locations around here. And it's funny because I've gone into a few different locations and met fans of the show. Met some Venus heads in there, which happened yesterday. Uh, I was in there buying some wood and I met Matt at Windsor Plywood, who's a fan of the show. Hi, Matt. What's up, Matt? What's going on, man? But they're just great in there. They're so friendly, so helpful. So uh, That's awesome. Yeah, I appreciate it. Good to meet you. Sweet. On today's show, we're going to talk about the paparazzi getting called out for taking too long in the bathroom. Uh, TV shows using one of our words for butts. We were pumped about that. Uh, our friend Constable Chad Peterson from CPS is back to answer more of your questions for Question Cops. Shauna was looking up a music festival she'd like to attend, but it has a dress code. It's pretty serious. A magazine that we can't believe exists. Something really funny happened in the Senate earlier this week. A Terry of the Month nominee and some etymologies after your out of context clip of the show. We have a very, very um, difficult odor. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. Etymology with Shauna. This is kind of a different etymology, but um, I'm sure you've heard the derogatory term for French people that is frog, right? Yeah. Like calling a French person a frog. Heard it about French Canadian hockey players. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I realized that I didn't actually know where that came from, like why we call them frogs. So I looked into it and there are a few theories, but the most popular is really simple. The British called the French frogs because of their desire to eat frog legs as a delicacy. They saw oh, I didn't know that. Eating that, they thought it was weird, so they were like, we call them frogs, and that's where it started. I thought it was just making fun of like their accent. Yeah, like, and that's no, another theory, is that some people think they, they sound like frogs when they speak, but I whatever. Anyway, in return, though, and I didn't know this either, but the French then called the British roast beef after roast beef <laughs> because they like to eat a lot of roast beef. Didn't know that either. And Germans were sometimes called krauts. That one I've heard, Because yep. of their desire for sauerkraut. And then British soldiers were also called limeys by certain Americans, and that was just because they ate citrus to prevent scurvy on ships. Okay, I've heard that one too. So these are all just related to what someone ate? Yes, they're all derogatory, but they're all just people pointing out that this person likes to eat this per- this thing. That's really <laughs> it. Like that, I was like, I don't know if that's that offensive. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, we eat like, roast beef. It's good. What's wrong with that? You know? Yeah, we're trying to not get scurvy, so we're eating limes. Like, Yeah, I mean, if you're going to... If you're gonna- Come up with a derogatory name for someone. That's about as gentle as it gets. It totally eh? is, right? Like, I was thinking, it was like, if we were to continue on this trend as Canadians, what would we be called ah, then? Oh, what would it be called? After okay. staples that we eat a lot of. And it's tough because, of course, we know, like, we don't have a really dive, much of a cuisine. A cuisine. Yeah. I mean, the first thing that comes to mind is, of course, poutine. Like, yeah, what you, you call us poutineers? Poutineers? That's not. Doesn't sound so bad. I mean, it rings off the tongue. It Poutineer. has to sound kind of like a slur. It does. When a bit, you call 
Okay. Um, what about something to do with the bacon, like pig muncher? Because mm. Canadian bacon is the thing. But that's just kind of, it's not really something we eat more than other people, is it? I don't know if that matters when you're coming up with a slur like Fair. this. Fair. So, so pig muncher, like, I mean, that's a little harsher. Oh, that's good. Or like that's calling good. us like saps or something. Because yeah. that almost sounds like it could be a slur. Totally. So, sap suckers. Yeah. yeah. Something like that. That would be a good one for sure. Even just saps. Yeah. It sounds like a like a racist term your grandpa would use from 100 years ago. It, the other one I thought of is butter tarts. So the, a tart. Mm. Oh, yes. Because, you know, butter tarts, again, are a big Canadian thing. So something to do with that. Tarties or. Yeah. Okay. Those are good ones. Saps okay. and tarts. Saps and, and tarts. Maybe both. Let's, <laughs> oh, saps and tarts over there. Coming up with our own slurs. <laughs> All right, we've I got it. I want one, too. <laughs> the Beckler and Shauna Podcast. I would like to nominate a Terry of the Month, if Oh, I we've could. had quite a few of them this month. It's March a good Terry month. a strong month, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so it's me. It's, it's me and my family, if I could. Haven't you nominated yourself for a Terry of the Month uh, before? I think so. Okay. Yeah, yeah. but I'd like to nominate, <laughs> nominate myself. That's fair. Again. Okay. No one ever wins Terry of the Month. That's no. the thing. You just get nominated. It's true. Again and again, and on we go. Yeah. Um, so I've tried, tried to make a point of meeting a few more of our neighbors, and particularly maybe neighbors that have kids around the same age as our kids. Yeah. So my plan was this. Rather than sitting in our backyard and having a fire, sitting around the fire pit, having a few drinks, I'd move the fire pit to the driveway, and we'd sit out there. And that way we could strike up conversations with passing neighbors, perhaps mm-hmm. even, you know, invite them for a drink if they want. Okay. Uh, we've done this about three times now. I've had no luck. And McKenna mentioned this to one of her friends and invited, invited them over. And she's like, well, that's super redneck. That's why it's not working. Hmm. Sitting out in your driveway having yeah. a fire? Um, I, I, I see where, yeah. Is that redneck? I mean, I, I do it all the time, but I'm not one to, you know, judge you. It, like, are you wearing, like, fold-out chairs and stuff, too? Fold-out, like, like, really bad camping chairs. What about like, a, a van seat? Is that up pulled, pulled up by the fire? All of the chairs are actual chairs meant okay. to be. Okay, well, that's good. No, I mean, that's one, there's no, uh, one tick for you, but I... Like, I've kind of accepted that I am basically the Terry of our neighborhood, because it's quite a nice street that I live on, but, like, I don't wear a shirt all summer at all. Uh, hack the odd dart in my wood shop, yelling at the kids, that sort of thing. So yeah. I'm, I'm I'm the Terry of our street for sure. Huh. Terry stuff. Yeah. So maybe all that combined with our driveway fire. Perhaps. Man, that reminds me. When I lived in Regina, I was such a Terry. We used to have pallet fires in the back. That's a way to That's, really... Yeah. Like, We're at not one, even supposed to burn some of that wood. <laughs> no, we, we had like it stacked six high. And at one point, it was tickling the leaves of the, the, the tree above my... Above my place, and I was like, "Oh, that's not good." Like, I that is not good. Having a pallet fire in your back—that's scary like, stuff for sure. The flames got so high yeah. that you could see it over the roof. Like, that's another way to attract people. Not in a good way, though. You know what it is? It's uh, just when you're a little bit rough. Yeah, that's what it is. And I realized that compared to the rest of the neighborhood, you're a I'm, little a, bit I'm rough. a little bit rough. I think our family is a little bit rough. Yeah. Even within my own family, I'm definitely the roughest. Like. Of my brothers and my parents, I guarantee I'm the only one who's ever slept directly on a floor before. Oh, yeah. And I've done that many times. Me too. I know. So, I know. Just I, a little bit rough. My family, though, has come to accept it, and I love them for it. They just, they don't, I'm a, I'm a, I'm the loose cannon of the you're family, the, You're right? the rough one in your family, too, Absolutely. aren't you? Absolutely. Yeah. Just the loose cannon, and they kind of step back, and they're like, you know, you still have a job. We're impressed by that. Little things, right? They're just, yeah. which is good. Keep the expectations low. And then when you do something that's above that, they're impressed, right? right. So that's what you do with your neighbors, too. And 
being a little rough is more fun, I think. Yeah, I agree. It's more fun to be just a little bit Absolutely. rough. Absolutely. Yep. So uh, yep. I would like to nominate for Terry of the Month. Okay. My, and perhaps you as well I'm by the sound. It's like, of okay, it. now we put you The Beckler and Shauna podcast. I don't know if you saw what happened at the Senate on Tuesday, but uh, the meeting was adjourned early because of a foul odor that was overpowering the quarters. And the funniest thing about all of this is the the Senate leader, Don Plett is his name, and he was trying to say this and communicate what was going on in there in a very official capacity, and you just can't. Like, just listen to what he was trying to say here. Your Honor, um, not quite sure how to approach this. Um, <laughs> Good start. We have a very, very um, difficult odor in this chamber, as we have had in the entire building most of the morning. Um, as an old plumber, I used to work with this odor quite a bit. As a senator, I haven't quite as often. So this goes on. Oh, man. And then it jumps to, I don't know, the head of the Senate, dude, and he's... <clears throat> Thank you, Senator. I, I, I understand that a number of senators uh, have been complaining of uh, headaches uh, and other discomfiture with this uh, odor that we can all... Uh, discomfiture. So they go on for, like, three minutes trying oh, to man, describe what's good. going on there in, like, in the most official... It's just like, okay, somebody <laughs> just... Someone punched one. Somebody just say straight up what's going on. It smells like straight dumb. Your Honor, okay? I want to say this. It smells like dump in here. You let's say it. it. Like, like dump in these chambers. Why are we trying to... Like, honestly, the way they're... This discomfiture <laughs> of the... Like, what in God is... Someone plopped one and it smells like ass. Oh, Can that's funny. Just say that for the love That's maybe even funnier than the super crude way we talk about oh it. Oh, my God. Really, it is. I know. A difficult odor. You've made it's, a difficult odor or two in your day, haven't you, Sean? I've, I've, I've experienced this in my own home. Okay, but not, in, but not in the official Senate before. So... Oh my god. That is too funny. And then he brings Jeez. up his plumbing past. Yes, you know, he's an old just, plumber. I know dump when oh I smell it. And this this my friends is dump. Smells like just smells like an ass, okay? <laughs> just nope, nope, that's this it. Discomfiture. This, this, the discomforter. Thank you, Senator. But I, I understand that a number of senators uh, have been complaining of uh, headaches uh, and other discomfiture with this. Like, is that even a word? He's just like, I need to make this sound official, okay? The Beckler and Shauna podcast. So it was actually a little bit longer than this when they went on about all that. Um, this lasted for about three minutes, and it's these two guys honestly debating, like, what should I just hear? I've got some more for you. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure, uh, Your Honor, what what the, the the proper thing to do is, but but it is really starting to uh, affect some of us, and I think throughout the course of the day will affect a lot more of us. I know we are past government business. Uh, I'm certainly not at this point moving the adjournment of the Senate, but I would at least ask you for uh, your opinion and maybe the opinion of other colleagues. Thank you, Senator. But so that, this I, is what it goes back to this guy. A number of senators uh, have been complaining of uh, headaches uh, and other discomfiture with this uh, odor that we can all uh, all uh, smell while we're here in the chamber. I understand it's not just in the chamber, but it's in other parts of the uh, building as well. The Black Rod has just left to go and check with uh, with our security people to see 
if there are complaints coming in from other areas. I understand that little or nothing we could do about the actual odor right now. This is our taxpayers' um, money being wasted as these guys just like, just friggin' dismiss them already, you know? How funny would it be if it was actually just some person with gas? Holy like, he's just sitting there like, oh Can man. Can you imagine? Oh man. Jesus. Yeah, it's, it looks like it was a, like, just, yeah, a sewage backup, like a huge okay. issue. But holy bananas, like, this goes on forever. It's just, like, enough, okay? You don't have to consult 17 other people in the Senate. Oh, maybe of course just, they do. Of, cor- of, of course, course they, do. they do. And everybody then has to try and talk about it in this very official, oh, my God, it's funny. Well, you know where it smells fresh as a daisy? That's in a new home from Shane Homes. Yes. It smells delightful. Nothing like it. No one else has stunk it up yet. It's just you. Yep. Just yep. brand new house for you. No bo. No anybody else. It's just you can you can put your own your own stank on it. Yeah. Lay it down. Yep. Shane Homes offers affordable customization, so you can alter their floor plans to meet your needs, and you can learn all about that at shanehomes.com. Shane Homes, the better way to build. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. I passed one of those magazine racks with all the free magazines in them. Was this at a grocery store? Uh, yeah, basically, yeah. That's like, funny because I I know I always pass those and I find them hilarious. I'll always stop and see. there's so many free magazines for like there's a magazine for everything for basically everything. Yeah, yeah. a lot of them are like real estate ones, local ones. But yeah. this rack had one that I'd never heard before. Heard of before? Divorce Magazine Canada. Oh wow! It's the magazine for divorcees or soon to be divorcees. Though I think if you're thinking about a divorce, you probably shouldn't leave a divorce magazine lying around in the no, house or ass- vehicle. It's probably for after the divorce has yeah. happened. I'd assume, like, be safe. Don't just, I'm considering this, so I'll just leave this. You're going to have that conversation before you're ready. On I the think, coffee table. Just, yeah, it's a bit awkward. Um, I mean, it's it's great that there are resources for people going through a divorce because it's a, it's a big life event, right? It can be... Well, 50% of people now are <laughs> yeah, can be getting tra- divorces, so make sure it makes sense. It can be very traumatic for the families involved, but, like, totally. how does this work like who's picking up divorce canada magazine do you do you like get a subscription to that and even then for how long like are you you're not going to be a lifetime subscriber yeah is it for like when you're going through the divorce yeah like a six-month subscription then then they'll call and see how you're doing if you need to renew or not or if you kind of worked your way through it or how does that you get a subscription for it (laughs) what reaction do you get when you tell people you work at divorce magazine i'm the editor at divorce magazine whoa Ah. interesting do you remember a while back? I think this was a long time ago. You and I were still on the afternoon show, I think. But we were making fun of Condo Living Magazine and the articles that would be in that. Right. Like, 12 stinky recipes to try tonight. <laughs> yep. Loud sex and who's having it. Yep. Articles like that. Totally, yeah. What kind of articles would appear in Divorce Magazine? <sighs> okay. Um, well, three fashion tips on how to dress like you actually care again. Mm. That would be one of them yeah. for sure. I was thinking like back to barbells. Yep. Seven things at the gym that have changed since the 90s. No, 100%. You're getting back in shape now, right? <laughs> how to how to create a dating profile that doesn't make you look like a serial killer. That's a good one. Yep. Yeah. Because yeah, that's a new world. For sure. To the yep. divorcee. Mm-hmm. Uh, quick tips to make your bachelor apartment less depressing. <laughs> a refresher course on how to have sex regularly again. <laughs> This year's hottest toys that are sure to win the kids over. <laughs> Fun and flirty at 40. How to pick up as a coog. <laughs> the Beckler and Shauna podcast. My boyfriend and I are going to Vegas in May, and uh, I saw that there's an, a, a big EDM festival going on when we're there. Mm-hmm. And I was checking out the prices. This might sound a bit crazy, but I, I'm a fan of like Calvin Harris and David Guetta, and I think it would be fun to see an EDM festival in Vegas. 
I know I I'm not. I wouldn't say that sounds crazy. They're two of the biggest artists in the world. I I know. It's just a lot of people are like, festival you really want to go to EDM? I'm like, yeah, especially in Vegas. I think it would be kind of cool. A big so, party? Yeah, and it's really reasonable. Like, it's 60 bucks for a ticket for the weekend, which... That is reasonable. You can barely see anybody for 60 can't. bucks anymore. No. So I was just like, maybe I'll go. But as I was stumbling across the website, it lists the dress code for the festival, and... Um, it's quite involved. So it says, no hats, shorts, flip-flops, backless women's sandals, men's sandals, no sneakers, athletic wear. What? Ripped oversized clothing or work boots. So what do you what do you wear then? I What's left? They say collars are highly recommended for dudes. Oh my God. So that and dress pants is basically what you're supposed to wear, apparently. No shorts or anything shorter than that. I was like... We'd like wow. all of our festival attendees to look equally douchey here. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, and also <laughs> douche Vegas douche wear is the it, recommended attire. Well, yeah, I mean, depending, <laughs> but yeah, no shorts. Like, yeah, like how hot's it going to be there? You just ruled out like everyone's fashion style, like everything at all. Anyway, and then there are those pools that you go into, and even the pool's very strict. It says. No jerseys, cargo shorts, jeans, ripped clothing, sweats, excessive jewelry or chains, dress shoes, boots, or socks and sandals. <laughs> also, the fact that they just... So this add- is just to enter the pool? Like, I mean, like, yes. not even to go into the water, but just to be around the just pool? Just to be around... It I says, can see not wanting people to wear that stuff in the pool. But it says like but- you have to go to the change rooms prior to even entering the pool area, and then you basically have to take all your clothing off, is what it sounds like. Wow. You're ruling out all the, the fellows that like to wear shirts in the pool with this as well, and... Does this, does such a strict dress code make you less less inclined to attend the festival? No. No, really? Not I would really. be really put off by that. Yeah. Because it's a music festival. Wear whatever the hell you want. Wear nothing if you want. Go naked. It's a music festival. But nothing is allowed. That's the thing that I find interesting about the whole thing. It's you like, can go naked? You basically can go. They don't say anything against that, right? Mm. They just, I I get the like the gang colors thing and they think that certain clothing just brings in that type of Okay. Rivalry. Yeah. That's where they're getting with a lot of this, I think. But, geez, like Vegas is the one place that they'll just basically everything. They're like, well, this could mean something. This could, yeah, just get it. No, collared then, shirt is, like, the, is it. If I'm going to a show where they have such a strict dress code because they're worried about gangs, it's probably not my kind of it's show, fair. you know? know. Yeah. Do you remember a few years ago when Arcade Fire like recommended that people dress up to come to their show and yes. like everyone just lost their minds? They're yeah. like, how dare you tell us what to wear? Fair. To the show when we're paying for tickets and stuff, and there that was nothing compared to this. What this festival expects you to wear? I know, like quite about like sneaker, no sneakers, like oh man, that's something that, like that are designer people wear. What I don't, that's don't hilarious. Get it. Yeah, I, really don't I don't. Get th- it. I mean, I'm, I'm with you. I think it would be cool to see a show of that size, but. Based on those rules, I can kind of guess what the clientele is going to be, uh, what the rest of the audience is going to be. Oh, totally. And that doesn't sound like it'd be for me. For me, I just laughed that they added socks and sandals right at the end there. I mean, that should just be standard. That shouldn't be allowed anymore. We also don't want anyone to look really uncool here. Yeah, so. hey, no dads, okay? <laughs> the Beckler and Shauna Podcast. Question cops! Question cops! If there's a question that you have, let us know and we'll ask you. Question cops! Question cops! Constable Chad Peterson from Calgary Police Service in studio once again. Welcome. 
Thank you. Thank you, guys. Got a bunch of questions from friends of this show to fire through today. So we do. Can we dive right into it? Let's Definitely do it. Look, looking forward to them. First one comes from Mark. He said, can Terry ride his ATV, snowmobile, or dirt bike in the ditch or on the side of the road like you see in the country? So essentially, what are the laws surrounding operating that kind of vehicle within city limits? So Mark... Terry cannot <laughs> ride his ATV anywhere within the city of Calgary. Uh, it's actually, you can't even ride it in the ditch outside of the city. Really? Yeah, it's uh, under the Off-Highways uh, Vehicles Act, under the, like, the Traffic Safety Act. There's yep. sections under there, and then also within the city of Calgary, our bylaws stop you from riding your off-highway vehicle, snowmobile, ATV, whatever, in the ditches. So only in designated areas then? Only in designated areas. Obviously, there's going to be like some dirt bikes. Will They'll come with signal lights and everything, so they can actually be registered. So that would be like you could ride that on the road, obviously. You still can't be ripping around Calgary in the ditch because it would just be absolute mayhem here. Interesting. Hear that, Terry? Uh, Terry now knows. Uh, this one's from Sean. Uh, she said, I've noticed when the police pull people over now, it's kind of willy-nilly, and you all just stop wherever, right side or left side. When I learned to drive, she said we were taught to pull over to the right when safe to do so and turn into a quiet street if possible. Is that not the case anymore? Uh, that's the ideal case. Yeah. Uh, we, we love it when that happens. We like I will try, like when I do a traffic stop, I'll try to strategically pick where I'm about to activate my emergency equipment because I know that there's a good pullout or a road coming up in hopes that the person will get off the road. But you, honestly, you, de- you never know. It's kind of rolling the dice. They may slam on the brakes, pull to the left, do whatever. And mm-hmm. when someone stops, you just kind of get out and have to deal with it at the time, whether it's ideal or not. So if you know that there's an ideal spot up ahead, will you wait to put your lights on then to like well, try and indicate to like, be like, okay, now go? A hundred, hundred percent. We do it all the time because if I'm doing a traffic stop, I don't also want to impact traffic if I don't have to. Right. So if I know there's a pullout coming up or a good spot where the road widens up to three lanes in 100 or 200 meters, I'm waiting and hoping that that person then knows that as well and then kind of takes that option. So it's safer for me, for them. Well, and you're the one standing out on the side of the road at risk there, right? So, yeah. um, you know, I've been pulled over in the past where I've sort of signaled to the officer, I'm going to like, I'm, I will pull over. I'm just going to try to get you out of harm's way here right so yeah yeah, it's we we really appreciate that and it's always nice when someone's like hey i recognize you're behind me and they flick on their signalers or four ways and then i know that they're just getting into a safe spot oh that's nice we we talk a lot about tv tropes on this show uh and sean Sean brought this one up the other day what did the movies get most wrong about your job oh so much oh i bet yeah um one of my glaring ones one of my favorite things is like every time you see a detective leading a tag team in to go make an arrest it, like that would never happen. You've called the tag team because this person is of whatever high risk for whatever reason. So they're they're there doing their job. Why am I leading them in? Realistically, in that situation, we call them. We we take their advice, and they say, "Okay, thanks, Chad, so much. Uh, go wait over there in the corner. Stand outside." And then they call me, and once they've cleared an entire building and arrested everybody, and I come in when it's safe. So like it that does always, defeat the purpose of calling a SWAT team if you're going to have yeah. plain clothes detective plain clothes with <laughs> a pistol in front of them. Yeah, it's okay. No, that's really always funny. make me laugh there. Yeah, I'm always curious about that because we talk about TV tropes often on this show, and I was like, oh yeah, cops. There's got to be so much that happens in those shows. You're like, yeah. no, it's no. big ones like CSI as well. They like yeah. the, the how fast fingerprints and DNA and everything <laughs> come back. It's They'll get, they'll get the result. They'll find this tiny piece of evidence. And within six minutes, they're like, oh, okay, I have the identity of the, the killer. That's not how it actually works. Things take 
time in real life. The lab's a little slower than that. La- lab's a little slower than six <laughs> minutes, unfortunately. Any other questions you might have for Chad, you can submit to us through any of the, the ways you get in, in contact with us here. Uh, plug your social media handles, Chad. Uh, give us a follow on CPS Constable on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Constable Chad Peterson from Calgary Police Service. Thanks again, man. Thanks, everyone. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. I started watching a series called Girl Boss yesterday. It's one on Netflix. I just started it. Anyway, it's still undecided. But at one point, the main character said something, and it caught my ears, Beckler. Just listen to this. This is a really bad recording, so I'll I'll explain after, but... The truth is, I'm smarter than you think. I have good instincts and common sense coming out of my temper. Did you hear that last moment Not really. Okay, so she says, I have common sense and instincts coming out of my dumper. Some common sense coming out of my dumper. Dumper. She uses the term dumper. Has dumper entered the, the wider lexicon now? The- like, this is the first time I've heard dumper on a wider scale. This is an international scale. This is a, an international show, and she used the term dumper. Wow. What's... I was like, could the writers, one of the writers of the show be a Venus head or is dumper actually spreading? Is this a word that is going to become global? I feel, I don't feel like we made up dumper. No, it's fair. Yeah. But th- we've made up several hundred other names for bots. We sure but have. Dumper, yeah. I don't think is ours. Right. Okay. We just really love it a lot. We do love it. And it's it just dumps. It's what it does. It does. But <laughs> it, it really, I haven't heard it outside of our own show. This is the first time I've heard it beyond <laughs> us. So there you go. Well, that's exciting. It's very exciting. I wonder if any of our other terms will ever Well, expand, if they need help. Expand. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Do we have terms for Holy your Holy Jesus. Do we ever. I've got a list on my phone. I know. Look how long this thing is. I think I'm at, I think I counted and I'm close to a hundred and something. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm well over a hundred here. 152, according to my last Holy count. Holy man. Your melon baller, your, ch- your chiz dipler, your swamp, your science project, your, your chesterfield, your fiery ripping rompus, smasher, your stinging, sag, your contraption, your pump up, your wastebasket, your womper bum nostril, your shortwave radio, your your poo cauldron. Your second breakfast. Your schnitzel. Your Gerald Butts. Your poop shoot. Your gitch muncher. Your toboggan. Your Guggenheim. Your toot canal. Your frog stomper. Chimichanga. Turd Ferguson. Sham wow. Pat Mafani. Chicklet. Massey Ferguson. Bum nostril. <laughs> I put twice. I loved it so much. The Bangler and Shauna Podcast. My son Bo is eight and he was telling me that at his school, if you go to the bathroom and you're gone for too long, they'll come over the intercom and ask you to get back to class. Okay. Like they make an announcement to the whole school that you need to get back to class. Are you serious? Yeah. I mean, I get it. A lot of kids, <laughs> you frig off and then you don't want to go right. back to class. I get that. But honestly. That's so funny. Like oh, what if you're actually having funny. trouble in there? I didn't even really believe it at first, but then my younger son Brigham confirmed it. He's like, yeah, I've heard those two on the intercom. So they'll make an announcement that says like, excuse the interruption. Could so-and-so from so-and-so's grade four class please return as quickly as possible? Thank you. And I'm like, well, now it's to the whole school. Oh, yeah. So everyone's going to know. Everyone knows. That you were in the bathroom, maybe having sick bum, which is just. Oh, man. That's Co- the worst thing ever. Holy crap. Can we do that at work? <laughs> like, you're already so embarrassed at that age, right? And then, uh, excuse the interruption, could so-and-so from the grade four class who's honking out a dirt snake in the <laughs> east bathrooms, please get back to class as quickly as possible. Thank you. Hey, Jackson. <laughs> Jackson, who's punching a grumpy in the bathroom, could you please return we to know, your classroom? We know you're in there. We know you're making some serious bum water. It's been a while. Please come back to class. Here, drop Thank the kids you. off at school. <laughs> no, you are the kid. Yes. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. I was reading yesterday about how Connor Bedard's house is getting bombarded by the paparazzi. Really? 
reporters are outside his place and like fans are crawling into his backyard. What? It, like, like is this his parents' place or yeah, his parents' place? His, his parents' place and his mom. I I believe actually because it would be his mom's Vancouver, place. right? Yeah. Uh, and his mom was speaking out about it, being like, "This is getting ridiculous. Like, can you <laughs> no just kidding. leave Arson?" I was like, "He's a seventeen-year-old boy. Like, leave him alone." Also, if you're a grown man and you're crawling through a dude's backyard who's seven, that is weird, man. Shauna, I think it's a little weird when a grown man wears a teenage hockey player's jersey. It is a little bit weird. Like, you're right. You know, and- when he's drafted next year mm-hmm. and whoever ends up playing for, you're going to see like forty-year-olds in an eighteen-year-old kid's jersey. Yeah. I think that's a little weird. Let alone crawling through his backyard. Like, my God, what are <laughs> you doing? I think the jersey is almost a bit too far. You need to reevaluate your life if that's what you're doing with it, okay? Uh, but wow. it's funny because just after reading that, I, I another headline popped up, and it was Nick Lachey, uh, who recently lost it on the paparazzi. And apparently he now has to take anger management courses and attend AA meetings because I guess what he did is he grabbed a photographer's camera through the window of their vehicle. Something had happened. He grabbed the camera and then he threw it back at them. And mm-hmm. because of that, now he's being kind of charged and he's. Huh. And I, I, I read this and I was just like, I don't know if I blame him. Like, yeah, like a guy who's been hounded by the paparazzi his entire life. Yeah, and obviously something happened to to kick that reaction off. And I didn't read what it was that happened to kick it off, but people were saying no, he was like way too aggressive with the paparazzi, and I was like, man, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, it's not very. You're not going to get a lot of sympathy if you're paparazzi. No, like, you can't feel good about that work, can I, you? I really don't think you can. You get up in the morning, you're like, all right, I'm going to go harass some celebrities and hope they freak out. Hope I get something good. And like <laughs> relentlessly harass. And the point is to harass them to the point of them reacting like that, so that you get this story or a photo or something that you can sell or bring. Like that just seems crazy. Yeah, to it's me. awful. It, that would be a, be just an awful way to live, wouldn't it? It really would. You ever see those videos? of like Justin Bieber dealing with the paparazzi yeah. he comes over and he's like hey guys like I know you have a job to do but I'm just hoping you could give me a little bit of space today and you can just see the guy's so tired of dealing with these people Yes, and he's trying his best not to freak out because that's what they want yep Oh man! It would take the patience of a god to be somebody to not freak out like, like when I see, I was like, "Wow, it took you this long to freak out on somebody!" Like, yeah, for me, I don't think I could handle it. I really don't think I could, especially when you're really young. Yeah, that'd be. (laughs) I just want to go back to those people who are thinking that it's a good idea to crawl through Connor Bedard's backyard. Digging Just through his garbage. I think a, I got something here. Get a whiff of his window up. Like, what are you doing? And Shauna podcast. My brother-in-law was visiting recently, and he just finished David Goggins' book. Do you know who David Goggins is, Shauna? Uh, I know ish. Yeah, he's big on the podcast circuit. So he's a former Navy SEAL and endurance athlete. Right. And he's run a bunch of ultra marathons. He holds the record for pull-ups in 24 hours. He's a pretty impressive dude, and he's all about mental toughness and attitude and that sort of thing. There's this famous story about how when he ran his first 100-mile ultra marathon, he had never trained for it, and he like broke the bones in his feet and was crapping blood by the end of it. And Jesus. He's just like super tough like that. But this book clearly inspired my brother-in-law because I don't know how many times during his visit he referenced David Goggins to the point that it kind of became a running joke of the weekend where you know something would happen and he would say, what would David Goggins do in this situation? Oh, that's really funny. Um, not a bad guy to model your mentality after. I suppose not. You know, if you're going to, 
if you're going to ask what would so-and-so do, David Goggins is probably a pretty good guy to... Yeah, clearly he's got some mental toughness for sure. He, but does. he has this 40% rule. So he's, David Goggins believes that when you think you're done, you're only 40% done. You actually have about 60% of your ability left there. Okay. Which uh, mm. most of us could not draw on. No. But, uh, that wow. said, I don't think what would Goggins do works in every situation. Like I'll give you an example. We were out at the bar one night and one of my buddies, we were trying to convince him to go talk to this girl that he was looking at. And he was like, I don't know. And then... <laughs> Brother-in-law's like, what would David Goggins do? (laughs) I don't know. A bunch of pull-ups, maybe? Doesn't quite work the same way. Crap blood? Yeah. You're you're in trouble with the boss. You sit down with the boss. What would what would David Goggins do? Go rip his shirt off and go, <laughs> go wrestle a bear? Like that's not gonna that's not gonna help you. No. Not in this situation. No, no. And even then you go and talk to this girl and she rebukes you. What are you only forty percent of the way done? No, yeah. you're fully done then. Now that's, you're that's, arrested. <laughs> okay. You've been listening to the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Brought to you by Shane Holmes, offering affordable customization on your new home. You want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative, X92.9, Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at x92.9.ca. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have Beckler and Shauna downloaded daily to whatever device you use. Later. X After Hours, a weekly podcast that brings X Afternoons with Mariah and Ty to another level of awesome. It allows you to listen on your own terms. Go behind the curtain and hear the stuff you won't hear on the radio. Like, f*** they're going to say f***. Find X After Hours wherever you get your podcasts or on the X app.